We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Hello! Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Aaron. On our show we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. And before we get into this week's topic, uh, we do need to issue a trigger warning. This episode is about 13 Reasons Why, so, I mean, lots of triggering stuff. Uh, sexual assault, uh, rape, violence. Suicide. Suicide. Self-harm. Gun pointing like there's lots and lots of really drug use involving needles yeah so um we will not hold anything against you if you decide to skip this episode because there's a lot that's sort of a minefield of triggers also we're gonna spoil just everything oh yeah 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 sure sure (laughs) so um so if you know we'll we'll see you next week if you if, if those are triggering things for you and we totally understand yep but now let's get into the episode yes we are joined by our good friend Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hello. She's doing a dance. You can't. <laughs> Actually, I can kind of hear the dance. She's got a dance voice on. Um, you guys may remember Lucy from our last 13, Re- 13 Reasons Why episode and our Bosom Buddies episode back during T. Thanksgiving month. So, what? We have Lucy on for a, a range of things. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those are my two expertise. (laughs) Teen dramas and Tom Hanks comedies. (laughs) Yeah, old Tom Hanks comedies, no less. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, thank you for joining us again to discuss this show. Yeah. Again. I'm so excited to be here. All right, should we just dive right in? Yeah. Can we start with a little uh, tidbit that I discovered? Okay. Yes, please. Okay, so Ross Butler, the the actor who plays Zach... Okay. Grew up in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, right. And ah. apparent he went to Langley High School. Oh, cool. And I know that place. Yeah, so do I. I do too know that place. And apparently he's friends with Courtney Love and her daughter's ex-husband is suing him for attempted murder. Well. I also knew that. I read that recently. <laughs> I looked him up and I was like, oh, that's a fun. Wait, Francis Bean's daughter? Francis Bean's ex-husband? Francis Bean's ex-husband because I guess... Frances Bean had given her ex-husband, back when they were married, a guitar that belonged to Kurt Cobain. Right. And I guess he kept it in the divorce, and Courtney Love and Ross Butler allegedly tried to break into his house to get it back, and I guess he caught them, and they allegedly tried to kill him? I don't even know. It was a ridiculous. I'm reading. I was reading this, and I was like, I don't even know what this is. But so, yeah. I also heard that the reason he hangs out with Courtney Love is because he's her drug dealer. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Huh. I heard that they like met at a premiere or something and hit it off. <laughs> Courtney Love, probably like because she wanted drugs woman. and he had them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm know. guessing that's the arrangement. How old is? Well, that, I think that's how I he? found all this because I was on IMDb looking him up. He's like in his twenties. Okay, and she's not 50-something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. When I picture Frances Bean, she looks like an Olsen twin. I couldn't pick her out of a lineup, hmm. so I, I honestly I have no idea like what she looks age, like. I think she's like our age, though. Isn't she older? Uh, she was... She, so 
she was born in like 19 well <laughs> our age is a funny thing to say yeah, um that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think she was born like 92 93 okay oh, okay so she's a little younger than me yeah yeah just a tiny bit younger than me just like <laughs> the smidgiest bit and like so much younger than me yeah like, cuz you're so old i'm i'm a really i'm an old old man you sure are uh, I Francis suppose Bean only- Cobain was born August eighteenth, nineteen ninety-two. Okay. So uh, I was I was pretty close, and also that's uh, my friend Mark's birthday. Hi, Mark. He's ten years older than her. <laughs> Hi, Mark. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, before we dive in, Lucy, I need to know if you still hate Clay's father. No, I totally forgot about my grudge against Clay's father. You really um, hated Clay's dad last time. And yeah, until I listened to the episode today and I was like, "Wow, I have no memory of hating Clay's father." That's one of my And then I also didn't feel that way towards him this time. Well, so, good. I guess that hatred is maybe there's just something about me last It's been a year since we recorded. Like maybe I've changed. <laughs> I guess I guess we've all kind of grown a little bit, grown a little older, yeah. grown a little wiser. Yeah. I also think he just didn't have as much of a role. He didn't, yeah. He just wasn't in it. Clay's as much, mom so had more of like a role wasn't. this time than she did before. Yeah. All the parents did, really. I mean, well, like. Well, that's true. Except for the ones that died. That is true. That and is true. Actually, in a way, Zach's dad played much more of a role in this season than he did when he was alive, so. Yeah. <laughs> was he alive in the first. Zach's dad was alive in the first season? I don't know that we ever saw him. He was. He, yeah, he, I don't was, he was definitely. Uh, you know. He was alive because he died the summer after Yeah. Hannah. After well at the summer that oh, Clay went away and yeah. Hannah was Yeah. 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 So he I, so he wait. He wasn't alive then. Dur- I mean maybe during some of the flashback scenes but not during the main part of like the the quote yeah, present day part of season fall. 1. Yeah. Right. Because that was after Hannah killed herself. Right. Right. I, I would like to get my, my music trivia out of the way before before we do anything else. <laughs> okay. So the season one, episode one, featured prominently the Joy Division song, Love Will Tear Us Apart. And I commented on that on the first episode, I think. You did. Because I was worried you that did. it was going to be a soundtrack filled with people that had killed themselves. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah. the guy from uh, Joy Division killed himself. Um, <clears throat> and I could think of his name yesterday, but I can't think of it today. Ian something. Um, so the first episode of season two prominently featured the song Love Vigilantes by New Order, which is pertinent and certainly purposeful because after Ian Curtis from Joy Division killed himself, there you go. <laughs> um, the rest of the band stopped being called Joy Division and started being called New Order. So huh. same band, new name, That's same band, new name, aftermath of suicide, for the aftermath of suicide season. So at this point, it has to be deliberate. It has to be. There's no way that that Definitely. was a mistake. Yeah, um, yeah. So I thought that was I thought that was an interesting thing uh, to to do, and you could only have done that. Like I almost feel like they they had to have planned that. I wonder when they when they decided that was going to be a thing because like yeah, you couldn't do that with just anyone who like you like a Nirvana song followed by in season two like a Foo Fighters song would not be necessarily the tonally a very good situation but uh i'll trust your judgment on that one it wouldn't okay speaking of when did they decide yeah things so the this season focuses around the the trial where uh hannah's parents are suing the school system for negligence basically um and in the end of the first season 
they had everyone giving depositions about what had happened. And so they called a bunch of witnesses in this season in this in this season to testify. And so the episodes are structured around different characters' testimonies. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. whereas last season was one tape per episode, this season is structured around, you know, one not deposition because it's actually that's before testimony. Yeah, testimony. Yeah. Thank you. You said that earlier. <laughs> and my brain shorted out. Uh, yeah, one testimony per per, per episode, and not Ty- one typically. Polaroid. There were a couple that were right. T- like there was like um like Mr. Porter and Lane Kim, communications teacher. I, like, I can't remember that, her actual name in this. I'm I just, just like that lady is the is. Stop covering your mouth when you talk. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just, I'm so baffled by how that, like, I we got a good shot of her this time. Like, there was a good close-up shot of her in, uh-huh. this, in this season. And I was sitting there being like, that lady is the is the girl from Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Makeup yeah. is crazy. Yeah. I guess, or, or something. Or, and I guess, I mean, how long ago, Gilmore Girls. Are you saying that because she looks I'm saying like because. Kinda. She looks like she doesn't look like she's, she. She was really old when she played. Lane. Yeah, okay. she's she's older than that's us. Fair. She was like in her late twenties when she was playing a sixteen. And that's, and that's fair. Gilmore. That's yeah. Fair. She, yeah, she she was about the same age as Lauren Graham, so she's in her forties now. Oh, okay, I gotcha. So I mean, yeah. she doesn't look bad or old or anything. No, but she that, doesn't but look like, like a high school student. Right. Like it, it looks like a it, did, yeah. it looked like a stretch to be like this yeah. lady is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I guess her testimony and Mr. Porter's testimony were in the same episode. Right. But the, now I had a problem with how I thought the episodes were going to be structured, which was around Polaroids. Yes. Yeah, so did I. Since yes. The first episode. They dropped that well, pretty they, fast. They, yeah. Like they, I, I mean, like, and I was happy that they did because I thought that was going to be kind of a lot, a very sort of similar, samey sort of thing. Yeah. But they kept it like on the episode numbers had mm-hmm. were on Polaroids. Yeah, it feels like maybe that was going to be a bigger thing, and then it wasn't. And then it wasn't. So yeah, so the the season kind of goes throughout the course of the trial, has the resolution of the trial, and then was it just one or it was two episodes after the trial? It was just one. It was just the one. Be- no, it was just one, but it was it the was the really long, long one. The, the, right. the, the TV it was movie, the yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. The TV movie that was so slow at first, and then all of a sudden, yeah. everything happened. I kept... Well, I guess we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> but so some a couple mm. things that we learned this season that I want to know when they decided this was going to be a thing. We learn about some past yeah. relationships of Hannah's, and we learn about what happened at her old school. Right, which was very interesting. Very interesting, and I really want to know if they knew when they were doing season one what that was going to be. I think that some things they knew, some things they totally made up for this season. But, like, which things did they know, though? Which things do you think that they were like, okay, if we do a season two, we're going to have XYZ happen? Mm. Versus which things... Were they like, okay, so season two, um, I guess this? Does that make sense with season one? Yeah. We'll I think, felt we'll like out. the thing with Zach was not planned. Agreed. <laughs> it felt, so essentially what happens is we find out that Zach and Hannah have been sleeping together, were sleeping together for like an entire summer. 
and we're like kind of a couple yeah. and like lost their like, virginities to each other not just sleeping together yeah. but it was like a big deal and apparently like had really good sex like it wasn't just like it was like they were both really right. enjoying right. their time right. together right and that felt well the reason that felt like they just made it up that like right at the beginning of the season was because she didn't mention <laughs> that right. at all. Right. Well, and also... And they tried to, like, explain it away by being like, Clay was like, why wouldn't she have mentioned that on the tapes? And I forget what Hannah's ghost said. Oh, right. She was like, did... That wasn't part would of... Would you have mentioned everything? Yeah, yeah she said you like, didn't... Yeah, yeah, you didn't... So I didn't mention it, everything with you or something like that. It was obvious they yeah. just... Oh, I forgot that. to say, uh, Hannah's ghost is a character on this season. Yeah, and I want to get to that in a second. God. But first, about the Zach thing. So I, I jotted down a quote from Lucy um, from our first episode where she said, Zach wasn't <laughs> equipped to deal with that note from Hannah considering she wasn't even his girlfriend or even a girl he was close to. Right, which was true. <laughs> That's the reason. And, and and you were absolutely right when you said that, Lucy. There, Like, for him, it kind of... In season one, it came out of the blue when he gets this note from her that's like, why are you being so mean to me? I don't understand why this is happening. And he's like, I barely know you. Right. So now for them to be like, yeah. except they were sleeping together for an entire summer and seemed to genuinely care about one another. But wasn't that afterwards? Wait, but did he, did yeah. that, ha- he got the note yeah, before, Because remember, right? he was, he went to the movie theaters every every day to try and make it up to her. Oh, is that why? And then they started going out, yeah. Oh, see, my time, my <laughs> timeline of all of this was way screwed up. The timeline is really difficult because like, in the first season, you were jumping between a bunch of different timelines and the present. And in this season, you're jumping between a bunch of different timelines, the old present and the new right. present. Well, and last season, they gave Clay a head wound. Right. And, the, and yes. so you had past the past with Hannah with long hair, the past with Hannah with short hair, and the present with Clay with a bandage on his head. Right. And there was also a lighting, there were lighting differences. There were lighting differences. This season... Yeah, you didn't did not get any of that. And also, we had, let's segue back to Ghost Hannah. Right. Who yeah. didn't work for me at all. No. No, I was not a fan of Ghost the, Hannah. The thing about hallucinations is, and they tried it. They tried to do it right, and I applaud them for trying to do it right. right. But the ghost can't know more than you know. Right. And at, at one point, Hannah yes. was like, like I, I wish she'd just addressed it. And just hit it head on and been like, look, I'm a, I'm your imagination. Right. I don't know anything you don't know. But at one point, she's just like, do you think I, you know, um, would you like if I told you? Like, skirting around the issue. Right. But And because then it leaves the door open to like, well, what else do you know? The whole time I was watching this, up until that last episode when she walked out the door and was, it was... Into heaven. Implied that she was gone for good. Yeah. Right. I spent the entire season thinking, is this all going to come out, like shake out that Clay is having like a psychotic break? Is this all going to shake out that Hannah never actually existed uh. and Clay is having a psychotic <laughs> break? It's like a fight club And situation. all of this is in his head. I didn't know. Because it kind of alluded in the first season to him having had right. some issues that he was taking meds, like, for, meds yeah. for and stuff. But then they just dropped that very yeah, early on. Definitely did. And then yeah. they never bring it up at um, all I think that the in reason... this season, except for the part where he's talking to a dead girl who he can see. 
And having, like, yeah. arguments with her. But I yeah. think that there's a pretty simple reason for why they brought Hannah back as a ghost, and that was because they signed a contract with the actress playing Hannah. Right. Right. I, I, I like that she came back because I liked the actress, and I thought she did a great job with the role, and I liked Hannah and was not upset to see her again. It just didn't make any sense right. for her to be there. Right. Except if she was going to exist as a figment of Clay's imagination and just kind of lurk. The the best part for me was when she was repeating the tape, Yes. The Bryce's tape, yeah. when she was just saying what was on Bryce's tape. Yes. That worked, that was where it worked best for Yes, me. that worked really well. They, I mean, they had flashback scenes that they had the actress in. Yeah. yeah. That they, they could have just left it at flashbacks and Hannah quotes the tapes. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but they wanted to I guess. Yeah, top billing. This, yeah. if I'm if I may establish a, a a bit of an overarching theme for me for this for this season, uh-huh. um, it felt like they were. It felt like how they wrote this season was they put out the first season, mm-hmm. uh, saw all the internet comments about the first season, yes, put them up on a whiteboard and checked them off as they addressed yes, them that's in exactly the season. Exactly how they wrote this season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like. The fact that Zach and her had had sex, good, right. like that, good sex was depicted. Uh huh. Check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt. I I said this in the first um in the first episode that we recorded, but it felt. I said it felt like a after school special. This felt like a cool after school special. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yes. It did. Well, and I almost feel like Hannah and Zach having sex and them depicting sex that was not um non consensual. Right or abusive, or whatever, almost made, like, we talked a lot last time about how it didn't feel like all of, like, the things that happened were bad, but were they worth killing herself over? Yeah. And if Bryce raping her was her first time having sex, yeah, that lends a lot more weight to the incident uh, uh-huh. Not not that rape isn't really upsetting well, anyway, course. but like if that was kind of the straw that broke the ha- camel's back because the all Hannah's of these, back. I said camel's back, <laughs> not the Hannah's back, <laughs> but like if all of these bad things and then to lose her virginity in such an yeah. awful way. Right. Well, and also I almost, the thing that bothered me about it was that I agree with that. Like it made it, not that it made it less, but like less significant. But yeah, it okay, what I was gonna say is that all of the things that happen to Hannah that lead up to her suicide that at, at school are things that are like sex related, right? Like uh, yep. the upskirt, yes. the the hot or not list, all of the the rumors about her. But then right. you would think that having like a summer full of good sex with someone would then yeah. like would then flip it around for her and she would be almost like I don't care anymore. Right. Like, now I have right. had sex. Now I have done this. And, right. And, like, it's not as, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, you can't say, like, well, it's not as bad anymore. But it seems like if all of that bad stuff happened to you and then you had a good relationship and things were, like, you saw sex in a more positive way, that it might have had an impact and you wouldn't have been so focused on all of those bad things that happened the year before. True, but also remember that Zach spent the whole summer having good sex with her and then didn't want to admit publicly That's that they true, were together. Yeah. And I understand his logic. 
yeah. of this uh, this has been really special and I don't want my dickhead friends to ruin it. Yeah. Right. However, I very much understand her perspective, which is, oh, so I'm I'm like your dirty secret. Right. Yeah. I just a fucking bet. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry, I just nice, it seemed like a she's, uh, she's all that, all that Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that we talked about before was the that we felt like Clay had gotten some closure at the end of season one. <laughs> I okay. I thought that he got undeserved and over-saccharine closure. I thought that yes. the season one ended in way too a, like, two princes playing as you drive off into the sunset sort of way. Like, right. Yeah. They had, I, I think they had to kind of split the difference with season one because they didn't know if there would be a season two. Yeah. So they had to leave it open enough for a season two while also giving you enough closure that you weren't angry if there wasn't one. Okay, yeah. But Which is tough. In, right, it is. In hindsight, I don't know that Clay actually did get any closure because he was real fucked up this season. No, yeah, that's true. And can I just, like, rave about Dylan Minnette for a few minutes? Yes. Because he was so good. He was yeah, good, that's yeah. Clay. Clay, yeah. Okay. I mean, watching interviews with him, I don't know how much was actually acting <laughs> because I really feel like he and, like, the way he speaks is very much... The way Clay speaks, yeah. or I guess the way Clay speaks is very much the way the actor speaks and stuff. But like the scene in front of Bryce's house, yeah, where he's got the gun, yeah, was I was like shaking watching that, mm -hmm. yeah, because it w I was like, I mean, for one, because I didn't know what was going to happen, yeah, but also just like like what a powerful performance mm -hmm. on his part, yeah. I don't know. I was really impressed. I agree. I agree. I really like him. They say the ultimate method acting is just uh, being exactly like every single character you play. I mean, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What I was going to say about him and Sky, I feel like they kind of backtracked a little with Sky mm. in that they were like, okay, now he ends up with this girl. And then they're like, oh shit, what do we do now? Well, I think they wanted to portray getting the help that you need. Like, right. yeah, they, they, they the sky, the sky was sort of like, but I feel like Sky in season one was, um, hi, I'm Sky, not Hannah, and right in yeah. in this she was like, hi, I'm Sky, not Hannah. See how I'm getting help, right? <laughs> yeah, look how healthy I am. I've taken and, out my braids, and now yes, right, right. you can't see my neck tattoo. And, and getting think, rid of the toxic guy in your life. Yeah. Cole, well, Clay, Clay. I, I'm Cole. so sorry. <laughs> Cole, I knew it was going to happen at some point. I think that it also, she also served as like, to highlight the fact that he, he was still so much in his head about Hannah. Right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I feel like it did her a real disservice and it took what was ultimately meant to be a very impactful storyline about getting the help that you need. Yeah. And for me, it just kind of made it like I didn't care about Sky. Oh no, no, I didn't either. I didn't. Wa I didn't <laughs> well, want her in the show. About her, like, well, yeah, she was a distraction to me. I was like, okay, right, but you've got Ghost Hannah. You don't also need Sky. The show was. I feel like the first episode was the roughest of the show. Yes, and that was, I think, largely due to Sky's overwhelming presence on the episode. I, I feel think, really bad. Yeah. She did a great job. Oh yeah, it wasn't any problem it, with yeah, the actress. It was, it was a problem a with great... the character. Yeah. I actually found the first few, I thought the first few episodes were really bad. Like, I really had trouble getting through them. I kept, Same. like, realizing that I was looking at my phone, like, 30 minutes in. And I was like, oh, no, oh. I haven't been watching. When, but then I did when, think it picked up. 
when the car ran him off the road, I felt a physical like change in my interest level. Like yes, <laughs> yeah, because like something was finally happening. Right, right. There was a mystery to solve that I cared about. Yeah, we got back to that murder mystery that we got from the beginning yeah. season. Yeah. Although I was not as interested in this mystery. Cause... No, because we all knew that it was Bryce or some Bryce cohort. Yeah, it was, and, it, and it also was... the stakes were so low. It was like, what are you going to do? Like, I, like, right. It just was like the, these like threatening messages. But like, I, I, I mean, well, like, they... Bryce is already threatening as a person. So I was right. like... These, this isn't making me any more scared than of just Bryce as a person as he is. I gotta say, that actor is really, really good, too. He really is. And he's apparently just, like, the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> I'm I sure, can, yeah. I can tell. Like, yeah. When he was... The the scene where uh, it was unreliable, unreliable Narrator and he was saying Hannah's lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, that was and, good. I liked that a lot. Yeah. The, and also the scene that was probably also Unreliable Narrator where she... Uh, Attracted, she called him over at the football game. Yeah. Um, by the way, I thought the whole Zach thing was going to turn out to be unreliable narrator too, because it seemed like a real big win for Zach. Yeah, same. And, and like a real thing that you would lie about. I I, I didn't <laughs> want it to be unreliable narrator yeah. because I I think Zach is a good dude, and yeah. I didn't want him to turn out to not be a good dude. Yeah. But yeah, it felt like there was going to be a problem. <laughs> Short there. of saying, "Oh, Zach, you're so smart," it felt <laughs> like a real Zach fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I could tell that he was a nice dude because I like that felt him being nice. And approachable and sort of casually bantery mm-hmm. yeah. felt like a, a good fit for him in a way that like smug rapist felt like a coat he was wearing. Right. A letter jacket, if I you will. I was going to yes. make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch any of the after special? No. no. I still I still didn't. I, I watched a tiny bit. I watched like maybe half an hour's worth. And he, he came on at one point and... They were all joking about how they were like, he's not anything like Bryce. He's just the nicest guy. And Ugh. we feel bad because people probably think that he's this horrible person. Which is my ultimate gratification. The the actor playing the villain being a super new, nice dude is yeah. like the ultimate thing for me. Yeah. There's your redemption. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt like there was another thing. Oh, I was going to say other moments where it felt like they were just checking off a whiteboard of... Yeah. Uh, Things was when my, I think I texted you guys about this, but my absolute famous favorite moment in the whole season was when the principal sat down. Uh, who was he talking to about the tapes? Was it Clay? And he was basically like, some kids will think that this is glorifying suicide yeah. by yes. playing these tapes. But yes, he, or, and he basically like gave the thesis of like what people's criticism with the first season was and then yeah. like, presented it as like the antagonist saying like this is going to glorify suicide and then clay got to have this like speech where he was like no it's educating people and you were like oh okay so this is the writers of the show uh-huh he like telling you clay, why the show clay is, is just like reading us a, a press statement <laughs> yeah i mean basically yeah. yeah that's exactly what that scene felt like it was so awkward and i didn't understand why it was in there at all except for that. what lucy just yeah, said exactly yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What do we think about the whole Justin storyline? I, well, Lucy, go ahead and answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I have to admit that I kind of forgot what Justin had done in the first season, like what his involvement with everything was. Same. I, Um, I remembered him, but I thought, 
that uh, the guy who played uh, Steve, I want to say, or Scott, or whatever, the the uh, the guy who was like people. I just want to play baseball. People oh, think yeah. I'm a rapist. I was like, that's not what I remember Justin looking like yeah. at all. <laughs> I thought that guy was Justin, too. I was like, who is this dude? I don't think that's Justin, but I guess it must be, because who else could he be? Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I had that moment, too. I I personally, I had just I just read a New Yorker article about the opi- opioid crisis. Uh-huh. So it did feel like they were like, oh, got to get that opioid crisis yeah. thing in oh, there. Oh, they were checking off all the crises. <laughs> so many boxes. What's trending? <laughs> right, yeah. Basically... We've got gun violence. Yeah, we've got the like, opioid we've got crisis. Shooters. Fidget we've got spinners. Me too. We've got the <laughs> opioid crisis. Right. We've got, I like guns. Guns in general. Like, they should yeah. have net. Why didn't no one Netflix and chill? Seriously, Netflix. Like yeah, Netflix. Uh, Netflix. That is a missed there. opportunity. I mean, we don't know that Hannah and Zach didn't have Netflix going in the background. They did. He did go over to watch a movie. That's, That's true. true. They watched it on her on her laptop. Oh, right. Yeah, that's I'm an where idiot. Netflix. That was a dumb thing <laughs> I was about to say. But how could they watch Netflix on the internet? <laughs> Good job, James. Netflix on my laptop. Um. Yeah. Oh, you just looked over like you were going to make a comment. And nope. Then, nope. Just just looking away to uh, let my face burn in shame. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Can I say one more thing about Justin? Oh yes. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that I actually liked his storyline. I I was a little confused about what was going on with him and Jessica because I like didn't remember their relationship being that big of a thing. But then I remembered that that was like when Bryce raped Jessica. Right. He yeah. like, covered it up. But I, yeah, I had forgotten about the fact that he was out in the hallway. Like I forgot about his knew. involvement in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I like. I thought. I kind of liked his storyline that, you know, the whole storyline of, like, trying to get him to testify and, like, getting clean and then, I guess, at the end, getting unclean again. Right. Yeah. And also randomly having sex with Jessica, I guess, for some reason. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to Justin's storyline in season three. I I really, my favorite, I think my favorite relationship in the whole show was Justin and Clay. Yes. Oh, I'm, I love that. The yeah, the like tie tying thing and yes, like yes, it was so cute and sweet and just pure. Yeah, <laughs> and his family adopting him. Yeah, I know. I loved it. Did it feel? It felt like that thirteenth episode. Um, should have been like a Christmas special or something. Not, like not a Christmas special, oh, right. content wise, not. But like episode twelve ended on such a like. So, anyways, we're all good now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then it was like, I saw another episode. episode 12, I was like, why don't they just end it here? Like, right. Do you think, I wonder if they wrote 12 episodes. And they were like, shit. shit we and wrote the first part of the 13th episode and then got greenlit for a third season. And they were like, oh, fuck. We have to come up with a plot and right. a cliffhanger. Yeah, 13 reasons why you should watch season three. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably what happened. Yeah, the whole last half of that episode, that whole thing with Tyler. Yeah. Oh, I do think it was building Tyler. up Although to Tyler whole, being Tyler a had been shooter building. the entire time. Tyler had been building. Like, but it felt, it felt to me like they had built and built and built and then kind of left it where they could end without a third season yeah. and just leave Tyler at his program or whatever and it right. would be fine. Or they could bring it back and make him the focus of season three. Right. I felt like the whole time they were building to a school shooter scene. Like, 
I felt the whole yes, time I was like, when absolutely. are they going to shoot up the school? When is it going to happen? Like with all the pranks and like the was, yes. annoying punk kid. Yeah. And I, I felt like, and the guns and the woods, like I felt like they were trying to put that in your brain, like somewhat, like either it, um, yeah. the punk kid who I can't remember his name. Cyrus. Cyrus or uh, Tyler is going to end up shooting the, the school. Yeah. It was yes. a real Chekhov placing a school shooting on stage in the first act, and yes, I do. I think though that the the way that last episode was structured, they could have ended it af- like with Hannah walking out the doors of the church, right? Or even with the memorial service or whatever afterwards. Right. But and they didn't need. They had set up for the school shooting thing. They didn't need to. If they hadn't gotten greenlit for a season three, I don't think we would have all been sitting here like, but what about Tyler and yeah, the gun? Because no, it kind of felt like they'd solved Tyler. Right. Like, yeah, Ty- they, we, we all, Tyler also got the help he needed. Right. Look how he's getting the help he needed. And he tried to implement the I help know. that he got. And he looked so good with no curls. He looked oh, see, so I, much I, better I, with I, no curls. <laughs> oh, see, I liked the nerdy curly oh, hair. No, I think, but I when you he... already have so little going for you, you I want know, to but... look like you're a hockey player. Like... No, he, no, I thought that I, I preferred the curls, but I like a nerdy guy, so. Yeah. I don't know. The the shaved head felt, or I guess not shaved, the buzz cut felt a little too, I just got out of a program. <laughs> but right. he did. For, I know, and it, <laughs> and it looked like it. And right. I wanted him to come out, not like kind of still being himself. Yeah. But uh. yeah, that that last for anybody who hasn't watched it and is listening to this, um, what are why? you doing? Well, yeah, <laughs> why, why? But yeah, well, I don't know if no, yeah, um, I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna do the thing that we talked about in the IT crowd episode and really annoyed James here. But the last part, uh, the last half of the last episodes got a moment. That is yeah. upsetting. It it was uh, upsetting. There, yeah. You're talking about um, the bathroom scene? The bathroom scene. Yeah. I had such that a hard bad. time watching that. Like, I saw what was going to be happening, and I, like, it was one of those, like, I was like, they're not really going to, oh, yeah. God, they are. I did not anticipate the mop. I'll say that. No. Although, it also, I mean... If we, I, I I buy our it, we were we were good with twelve and the thirteenth was largely a makeup you know a, a bridge episode a bridge episode but yeah. um, having and I'm just gonna say it because look we're already in this yeah having Tyler get raped with a mop does check off the thing on the whiteboard about like it happens to boys too yeah it does it um, does so maybe they placed that elsewhere in the episode yeah or in the season but. Um, it does, it like, it does, it also checks off the, this isn't just a, a girls versus boys thing. This is a Although I do think, I was actually really surprised at how girl focused it felt in some, in some ways, in some ways that I was like, I don't think you need to do that. Like, I feel like sometimes the characters would say things like, it's harder for girls in high school than it is for boys. And, And I'd be like, I, like, I don't know that you need to take that stance, like, I think you can just show us how it is hard I, for girls and boys in high school. Right. I agree. I think I think they they sort of spent some of the some of the season disproving that. I think they I think that at the end we were supposed to get it's different. Yeah. But it's still hard for for both high school sucks. Yeah. Also this but season in was ways. a boy season. Like this season yeah, was oh, about the boys, not Yeah. yeah. It, all the main characters were boys. Like 
True. Well, yeah, because the only girls you had were a ghost and in a mental health facility that you barely saw her. Well, and, and Jessica. Jessica but and, and, and Jessica, that's true. And Nina. Yeah, of. I guess Jessica and Nina oh, had yeah, like Nina. a main And Chloe. Line. And Chloe, but... Oh, I, I don't feel like Chloe. Chloe really had her own storyline. They weren't memorable. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not going to say that Chloe was one of the main characters. Chloe was barely a oh, plot device. checked off teen pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Season, season three is definitely going to be... She's definitely going to get bumped up in the in the. Oh, yeah. Well, she's billing. too pretty not to be a main character. Yeah. Yeah. She's I'm, she's gonna take over. She's I gonna take over the. Sorry, <laughs> you're you're just gonna agree that she is very pretty. I acknowledge that you said that. <laughs> I think that she is going to step into the gap left by Hannah no longer being on the show. Do you think that that's going to be the case? In in terms of she will be the female like the other female lead alongside Jessica. Okay. Yeah, I did like yeah, Chloe I though. I have it. to say, like. Yeah, I did. I, too. Thought that, I did. I, I thought that her character was like complicated and they did a good mm-hmm. job portraying like the struggle that she was going through and yep. I don't know, I I was interested in her character. We, uh, they and they definitely ramped up how interesting her character was because when she was just the head cheerleader who kept offering to get Jessica a man, yeah, I was, I was like, like, "Oh my god, oh my god yeah. come on." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's almost like the actress complained. <laughs> right. She's like, excuse Can me. Can you please give me a line that isn't, let's get you a boyfriend? Yeah. Any line. <laughs> literally any line. And they're like, how about... Um, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Okay. I can work with that. I'm realizing as we're having this conversation, this was a really complex season. It was very it was. Like, complex. This handled a lot of issues. It did. Speaking of... This being sort of a, a boy-centric season. What did we think? And I'm not going to answer this because I'm, it's irrelevant, kind of. What did we think of the testimonial, all the women saying how they had been Oh, assaulted? the Me Too moment? The, the Me Too moment. I didn't like it. It. I, I didn't think that it really worked. I like, liked it in that, like, well... I don't know. I didn't like that it it was um, obviously not real. Like it was like an imagined right. sequence because, like, of course, those women aren't weren't all actually interviewed on the stand. Right. right. So it was like a kind of a Hannah's ghost situation where you were like, "Is this happening or is this not happening?" And also, it was right. in the middle of Jessica's closing, like, you know, statement to Bryce. So like, it was, it was like she was. It was. It was a definitely a symbolic thing that yeah they were like speaking right. with her. It felt it felt tacked on to me. Yeah, and that and that's why I say I didn't like yeah. it. I didn't think it worked. Yeah. I understand what they were going for. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't think it accomplished what. I mean, maybe it did accomplish what they were trying to do, but it didn't feel. Like it fit. I mean, yeah. it felt a little like they were checking off the Me Too box on. It yeah, did. and like, it did. The, I mean, the whole, the whole thing was checking off the Me Too box. Like the whole season was about sexual assault and stuff, and how there were more than anybody realized, and there was that entire box of Polaroids, and right. yeah, I don't think that was necessarily one they needed to check off so blatantly. No, they, I, I think yeah. that they could have definitely been well, a little. And my problem with all of yeah. those testimonies was that they were all like blatant sexual harassment or abuse whereas like i think that i for me the whole point of the me too movement is that like i feel like they were like every she was like every woman i know has been sexually assaulted and it's like no probably not but like 
if it had been more subtle thing, like some of them were like blatant. So if some of them were the blatant sexual abuse, and then some of them were like the more subtle things that happen to women regularly. I, th- I feel like it right. may have been a little yeah. bit more powerful as opposed to being like, can you believe every single one of these women was like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Because a lot of, for a lot of women, it's not any one specific thing that has happened. It's just the general kind of icky feeling that you get sometimes when somebody's looking at you in a way yeah. that makes you really uncomfortable. And I just feel like in a way by sharing those stories that way, it made it seem like the, that was the only thing that mattered. Like it only mattered if you'd actually been raped. Right. Yes. I'm trying to think if there were any other... I would love to talk about baby Bryce and Justin for a second. If <laughs> oh, could. that's, yeah. This was the wor- that was, I'm sorry, this was the worst scene in the entire... It was so it bad. It was so bad. I... It was my favorite... No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did find myself with a goofy smile on my face, but again, it was like 2.30 in the well, morning. Well, the kids so are like, very yeah. cute. Yeah. But... And that kid was so dirty. He was so yes. dirty. And Bryce was so clean. He was, was like so the cleanest clean. kid yeah. I've ever seen. But... Um, I, I said this to you, James, and I just like, a television doesn't, you have, you guys both have kids. I don't have kids, but I was a nanny for a really long time. I've been around kids a lot and television does not write kids well. Like, no, it really wants them to be little adults with like the complete inner workings of adults. And it wants them to like understand the subtleties of their actions. And like, you know, so in this scene, it was very like. I'm going to steal this Twinkie for you, and then I'm going to say that it's not for you, but you're going to know that actually it was for you. And I was like, kids don't think of shit like that. They don't. It also felt like, why are we doing... I mean, like, I get where... It felt manipulative, is what I is what I said to yeah. in my notes. It felt like, look, they were kids once. Right. Well, it... Part of the reason it didn't work for me is because it made... Bryce seemed not so bad, and I didn't want Bryce to feel like a human being at any point ever. (laughs) I didn't want to think about that time that he stood up for Justin. I realized it was trying to establish why Justin put up with his shit for so long. Right. But I didn't like it. It was just using, like, an anecdote that, first of all, was unbelievable to, like, tell us why... I didn't really care why he would... Like, I... I understood just from context why he was sticking up for him. Right. It yeah. was the culture of and the school. It was, he was his friend. Like, I don't, like, I didn't need to know, like, their stupid Twinkie story. In um in Lost, this felt like uh, something that would have been in, in Lost. Actually, a number of times this this show felt like <laughs> Like Lost. when they all were on that desert um, island. Right. That, that, whole, that whole thing yeah. with the smoke monster who was their geometry <laughs> teacher. School mascot is a polar bear. <laughs> Right. Um, actually, and uh, of course, the kid that played Clay was on Lost. So that oh, was he really? Yeah, he what? he played Jack's son. Um, oh, I could be making that up. I'm gonna double check it real fast. <laughs> also, when uh, Hannah went out the church into the bright sunlight, which was heaven. I don't want to spoil the Lost se- series finale <laughs> for you, um, but it has been like a decade or more, so. That felt like exactly the thing that happened in the last couple of minutes of the series finale. Um, well, I have watched um, every episode of Lost except the last three episodes, so I okay. it's spoiled. <clears throat> well, Lucy, spoiled thanks forever. for being <laughs> on the show. <laughs> um, 
But okay, so if they'd done, because I think actually there was the um, on Lost, there was a a, a story about two uh, African brothers that one became a warlord and one became a priest, and in one of their, you are correct. Yes, um, cool. Um, in that, they showed them as kids and a moment with them as kids and a moment at them as like older kids and then a moment of them as teenagers over the course yeah. of the episode. And it sort of established their relationship and their conflict and why they loved each other and also why one of them shot the other. Okay. <laughs> uh, is my recollection or anyways. So if they'd done that, it would have been, you know, the appropriate baseball pun out of left field for them to have an entire episode about like Justin and Bryce growing yeah. up together. Right. But it would have at least felt intentional and not just like, hey, you know, Gary wrote a, a scene of them as kids. Can we can we Gary. can we squeeze this in anywhere? Yeah, let's put it <laughs> Gary. You're fired, Gary. You wrote a shitty scene. <laughs> Sponsored by Twinkies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I agree though. I think if we had seen more I mean and also like I don't know, like that was in third grade. Like, I, I don't even talk to most of the people that I knew in third grade. Like, can you show us, like, a little bit more? Like, I don't... Right. Yeah. yeah. It it felt like... It, so, it sort of felt like a long story short sort of, like, scene. Like, right. so here's the beginning. Long story short. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Heroin. Do you think it... Was it... It wasn't supposed to be just the way Justin remembered it. Was it? It, it could have been. It didn't feel like it was supposed to be Justin remembers being so dirty so and dirty. unwashed. And he remembers Bryce being so clean and stealing that Twinkie like a boss. Um, I felt like he was more of a boss when the guy was like, let's fight. And yeah. he was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I was like, wait, this kid is this kid has more resolve than me. Like he's braver and cooler and under under pressure than I am at any point in my life past, present, or future. Yeah, but then he grew up to be a rapist. So? So I think you still there. came out ahead. <laughs> I do wish that kid that was beating up Justin turned out to be like Monty. Ooh, yeah, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I, I, I do wish that it was like, and he just swept up all the white kids in his wake and Zach, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, Zach was half white. When we met Zach's dad in a flashback, oh, okay. his dad was white. Was he? Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else in particular. We got some new, ca- some other new characters. We got Cyrus, who you really liked, James. I really liked him. You liked Cyrus? You didn't like him, Lucy. I, oh, my God. He reminds me of every guy I, like, wanted to date in middle school. Same. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I definitely am, am drawn to I don't care small punk kids like that that's definitely someone that i i definitely have surrounded myself with in the past this is true so yeah no i definitely and like i definitely loved watching him on screen all the whole time oh i think it was just like i i was like oh that's exactly the guy kind of guy that if i was 14 i would have been like oh my god he's so cool I mean, I, I was definitely watching it from a, a 34-year-old, oh boy, you're going to you're going to really grow out of that phase sort yeah, of. Yeah, yes. I, I know. It was I just I think that's why it was so cringy to me. The whole time I was just like, "Oh, you're 16. You're yeah. so 16." I think they kind of they kind of showed him g- was his family supposed to be look how these look at these people that are you know, Cyrus is 
is such a freak and so, like, anti-establishment, but look how wholesome his family life is. Was it that? I thought it was more supposed to be, like, Cyrus is so anti-establishment because his dad is, too. Yeah, that's, I kind of thought his dad was, like, a grown-up Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think definitely. But like, he had a good relationship with his sister. He, oh, the mom wasn't was missing. Oh, there we go. We never saw the mom. So moms ruin everything. This has been unabashedly obsessed. They were divorced. What was that? They mentioned that the mom that they're just divorced. Like, I think they just live with the dad. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it did feel like it was like he goes to therapy. He has like, I don't know. It sort of felt like he, you know. This is what you could be if you were doing everything right. You can express yourself and wear your hair spiky. I like I liked that they gave Tyler a friend. Yeah. Yeah. I did like he was that. Really creepy. I didn't like how they then used and I mean it makes sense because this is how it works in real life when you don't have friends and you suddenly get one and you glom onto their personality and absorb it as your own. Oof boy. It was yeah. very realistic. Yeah, I thought that was pretty realistic. But I didn't like it like it it pained me to watch tyler change over the course of this i mean season in one way it felt like he had found an outlet yes and that felt good but when Mackenzie mm-hmm. uh hit on him which by the way i i really liked her and i really liked their interactions because she was sort of like yes i know you're weird but i will i i i don't care about that I was gonna say I will fix you. That wasn't her thing. It was I look past that and we're just gonna talk. She was like Ginny normal. Weasley. She was. That's exactly who she was. Yep. She literally even had red hair. Yep. Yeah. She like I start. I started thinking that because I was like, wow, she kind of looks like Ginny Weasley. And then you're like, oh, she is Ginny. Weasley. And then and I do realize that she just is Ginny Weasley. And Cyrus is Ron, and Tyler is Harry. He makes friends with this guy at school, and then takes home and falls in love with her with his sister. Okay, in that respect, yes. And his dad was obsessed with muggles? <laughs> there, I mean, yes. But Cyrus didn't have red hair. So I mean, he, he can't had, be he, Ron. He definitely had black dyed hair, but... It yeah, was so you dyed don't know black. What, what it was underneath. His sister had red hair, so... Although he would have looked so weird with red hair, though. Like, he's got, like, the, like the olive, olive skin yeah. tone and stuff. That is not a complexion that goes well with red hair. <laughs> no. No, it isn't. He would look so weird as a redhead. But now I need to see that. <laughs> I really liked Mackenzie's interactions with him, with Tyler. But at the same time, I was like, oh, Tyler is super damaged. Yeah. This is going to end poorly. And it did end poorly. It did. Yes. I can see an alternate and a little timeline. Bit too early. And a little bit too early. <laughs> I can see an alternate timeline, though, where. She, like, where it worked. Where mm-hmm. Tyler wasn't so awkward and weird in his own skin. Mm-hmm. And she made him comfortable mm-hmm. in his interactions with her. Yeah. And so the awkwardness became not a detriment, but just, like, a sweet, endearing thing. Right. And I... I think I that's want what be- they wanted it. To be, and then the premature ejaculation ruined everything. Right. I know, and I, I don't know. I, I realized that Tyler was the the creeper peeping Tom from the first season, but I wanted better for Tyler than what Tyler got. I well because he stepped season. up. The first the first episode was Tyler yeah testimony testimonying. Uh huh. That's a word. Testifying. 
testifying Well, they had to do that. Otherwise, you would have just been like, oh, he's the creepy guy. Right. Now, they, they also touched on him having OCD propensities. Oh, yeah. That was a box they checked on. That Did was they? Def- because, well, um, when? He, uh, he made, uh, he outlined the letters of uh, oh, yeah, Rapist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Cyrus was like, he's a little OCD. He, he got really mad at me when I misspelled hypocrite on Marcus's uh, car. Oh, right. See, I right. think that was, I think they were just using it like in a way so that they could tell the information to Clay that they were the ones that did the paint bomb. Maybe, but there were other moments when he was alone where he was like straight. I mean, like it was definitely TV OCD. Like it, yeah. if it was, if, if they were trying to go for OCD, they were definitely going for a, a real neatnik. Yeah, his his bedroom was his bedroom and Zach's bedroom. Both I was like, do old men live in this is this like a hotel room inhabited by old men because they both had there was nothing personal in either of their bedrooms. Right. Whereas like Clay's bedroom felt like a teenage boy lived there. It definitely Possibly felt like two a, teenage boys. Like a set dresser <laughs> looked up uh popular teenage bands and put up posters. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Hannah's bedroom felt like a teenage girl lived there. Yeah. Jessica's bedroom. But then Zach had like the plaid bedspread and nothing on the walls. Tyler had some cameras lined up on his dresser. Yeah. And that was the only thing you saw of they any ran out of his money interests. for um props because they spent it all on terrible wigs. Oh my god, the <laughs> wigs were so bad. Okay, I know uh, Kate Walsh had a wig for sure. Were yes. there others? I'm pretty um, sure that Drew's yes. hair was a wig. Okay. You mean Alex? Alex? Super cute, though. Yes. His, yeah, you're right. Drew, his name is Drew in Parenthood. In Parenthood. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, he also was wearing wigs. I actually just read an article about the wigs. and. Oh, really? Send uh, that to me, please. It's, in, it's on Vulture, but they, like, interviewed the person who, I guess, was, like, they they used wigs and they were really bad for the first half of filming and then they like called in a professional to try to fix them and she just like did the best she could but they she was like they were still really bad. Was it a segment called Wigging Out? Uh no, but it should have been. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Dear Vulture. Was Hannah's short hair a wig? Oh, I they didn't talk about that, but I also think that looks terrible. It look it yeah, I don't It, it just looks like they put her hair into a ponytail and then they like pinned it underneath I don't think it was a wig. I think they like pinned half of her hair. I did up. they because it was so triangular and blunt at the end. Like yeah, Bob. because I think yes, then they it was like, like sideshow Bob. Because <laughs> that's yeah, because I think all of her real hair was underneath, and then they put like extensions on top of the like. Oh, to make that, it. That, I've been thinking about this a lot, <laughs> and I think that's what happened. I think they were like, we'll just tuck it under, then we'll put some extensions on top that are blunt on the end, so it looks like the tips of your hair. They should have just gotten a bad wig. <laughs> it would have been better. Hair. Like I, don't, I guess it's you know like it's hard to film, but because yeah, because in all of the interviews that I've seen with her, she's got long hair, so it was definitely she did not cut her hair for the role, right? Well, because I remember the first time watching it being like, did she really cut her hair or did she just have it up? Right. I feel like it was worse this season than it was last season. Maybe last season she really cut her hair and this season she didn't. Because she's like, I'm not cutting my hair again. I noticed it last season too. I noticed that the cut was bad, but it... I feel like it was more triangular this season than it was before. Her hair, her long hair always looked greasy to me. Mm. Yes, I thought. and, And it's always like... 
it, she always has it like greased back at her forehead. I'm yeah. Like, Brush your hair. Forward. Like when, when she was working at the movie theater and had it like pulled half up, it always looked clean and pretty. Right. Yeah. And then when she wasn't working at the Crestmont, it was either greasy and long or short and triangular. <laughs> short and triangular. It was so bad. The girl needed some layers. Whoever cut her hair obviously did not know how to cut curly hair. Now, yeah. if I may, uh, this isn't devil's advocate. This is just me not knowing anything about hair. Uh-huh. Is it possible that it was supposed to look like she had done it herself? No, because there was no, a scene she where she a, yeah. went into the salon in oh. season one. Oh. I, have no, I have no defense for you, Hannah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hannah, your hair was just bad. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that Alex's hair at the beginning when... Right. Because the other thing is... His hair is awake the whole time, except when it, it's not a wig when it's dyed blonde. Right. And it's then not, not a, a wig in the last episode. Yes. With the scar. With the scar. Yeah. Which I thought was just really a cool, cool racing actually. stripe at first. Yeah, I thought it was... That's what I thought, too. I was like, whoa, that is a look. What was going on with her friend who was living with her? Her friend was the worst. Her friend was so weird. Her but friend also, was like, the internet. Left. Yeah, her was friend like, was what, the internet. What was the whole point of that? Right. I th- her friend was like a supportive Facebook group incarnate. Yeah. Like, really supportive and helpful sometimes, and also n- not what we needed, Patrice, yeah. at other times. Yeah. Um, was she just there so Kate Walsh had someone to talk to for scenes? Like, I didn't understand, like, what purpose she... I thought she was going to turn out to, like, be lying. Like, right. Same. That it was That it was all, like, she... she nothing had really... Ha- this hadn't really happened to her. She just, like, preyed on women who had lost their children to suicide and that she had, like, somehow stolen money from her. But then she just left and nothing <laughs> happened. I assumed she was, like, maybe collecting, like, okay, this I had this whole plan. I was, like, maybe she's collecting donations from those people that are, like, protesting okay. at the trial. You know, she's asking them for money and she's, like, raising funds and then she was just going to take it all and leave. Okay. Yeah, that, money that, make, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That That is Lucy's version of this season's... I mean, conspiracy theory. Like where I, mine was Clay is actually having a psychotic break. Mine in the first season was that Tony was going to turn out to be evil. Yeah, yeah. This, you were wrong about that. I was so wrong. You uh, were so wrong because Tony turned out to be the best. I love Tony so much. Except his stupid star tattoo. I know. Oh, it's I so, like his star it's tattoo. So I think it's adorable. <laughs> It's it doesn't so make any stupid. sense for him, and I it love it. It makes no sense. I was like, does the actor just actually have this tattoo? It because I don't know why be. else they would have it. Like, unless someone was like, I think this looks tough. <laughs> when they were, when he was getting uh, his nails painted with Hannah, I could not stop picturing them painting those stars red. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't stop doing it. I was like, stop it. They're painting his nails. It's fine. But um, yeah. Um, I really liked that scene, by the way. I thought uh, I really liked their relationship, and um, I thought that it was cool. You know, again, checking off the on the whiteboard, but like, why were the, why did she entrust him with the tapes? Uh, was really answered this this season too. Yeah, um, yeah, Although in sort I, of a satisfying way. I thought I felt like Hannah had too many close relationships in this <laughs> season. Like how did like I made a joke to you guys? Like how did she have time to be friends with all of these people? But like really. Like, no wonder she killed herself. She was, like, emotionally supporting, like, six different guys. <laughs> right. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like, she, in this season, it was like, oh, she was really good friends with Justin, actually. And she was really good friends with Tony. 
And she was even good friends with Bryce. Oh, she was also good friends with Zach. And of course there's Clay. Like, God damn, girl. Like she, and it's not like it was like she was just hooking up with them. She was like having these long emotional talks with all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little, it, it did feel like it was like, and then they, they really opened their soul to who? I don't know. Hannah? Yeah, all right, let's write it in. <laughs> what did you guys think of when, uh, of why Tony beat that guy up? Lucy, you go first. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about the guy when Hannah hit him in the movie theater? Yes. I, I mean, I feel like the show, I know you guys love Tony, but I often feel like the show is just like, just so you know, Tony's tough. Yes. Like, I feel like they just want to, like, give reasons for why he's street smart all the time. I guess, but I feel like I feel like that was that was sort of the establishing shot, and they've spent the past two seasons chipping away at that. Like, like, do you feel like he... I felt like at the, like at the dance, I was like, oh, my good old softy friend Tony. Like, good old, you know, sweet, cares about his car, kind of flies off the handle Tony. Like... He didn't feel like it was like, oh man, why is this? Why is Fonzie hanging out with these these knuckleheads like it did at the beginning of the first season? I, I don't have a ton of opinions on Tony. Okay, he's cool. Like he serves as sort of the he's like the shepherd of the show. Like he moves things along for everybody. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. I thought the whole he beat up this dude for using slurs. Yeah, felt. Force box check. Yeah, it felt like a oh, box check. Good, good because point. for one thing, I don't. I I'm sorry. I do not. Uh, Tony and Ryan ever having dated feel, <laughs> feels like when somebody is like, "Oh, you're gay. My brother's gay. You guys should yes. go out." Like the yeah, only they, like the only two gay dudes at this school mm. that we are aware of. So clearly, they they have to be in a relationship. Although. I guess in high school that does make sense, like because you might not know that many gay people, uh, so you I guess might that's just true. date the only other gay person that you know. Although Tony does seem to be thirty six, so <laughs> he he's thirty six and he knows everybody. Um, also, they were they were not the only gay guys at the high school because at the dance there were definitely some dudes dancing together. Not that you have to be gay to dance with another man. That but it look it, it appeared to be romantic dancing. It did look, appear to be romantic dancing, and it did appear to be sort of a, a, another whiteboard check. Like, yeah. Like, look, look how progressive this yeah, school is. Exactly. They have which, like, we are. We already know they're not right. <laughs> right. Oh, but can we talk about this evil empire of a school? Yeah, yeah this <laughs> like, school got out of control. This you're season. not allowed to talk about certain people under for, under punishment of suspension. Right. <laughs> what is going on at this school? Yeah, no, the school, uh, they went a little overboard with the school, I think. Also with just, like, the sports worship at the school. How, like, everyone, I don't, the sports teams just seemed like, I don't know, I didn't go to a school that had sports, really, so I don't really know. But, like, it seemed weird to me, like, how obsessed everyone was about the sports at the school and how, like, those people are the kings of the school because they play all the sports. Now, I think that Elizabeth from Your Favorite Problematic is maybe yelling about uh, Texas right now. So I don't think this took place in Texas. It's California, right? I think so, yeah. So I think aside from, te- like if it took place in Texas, like sort of dazed and confused hero worship, sports hero worship thing. Yeah. Friday Night get, Lights, if you Friday will. Friday Night Lights, right. The, but those the, are in the towns where man's... there's nothing else. This is right. a suburb of San Francisco. Right. It, 
I mean, it felt fine to me in the way that that sort of thing always feels fine in teen dramas and yeah. movies. Like, it feels like that was a checkbox in the and Let's let's see. How does high school go? Oh, right. Everybody loves the jocks. They rule the school. Check. Right. Yeah. Like the little kids <laughs> taking photos with Bryce. Right. I was like, yeah. I'm sorry. No little kid knows who the, like, high school baseball <laughs> player is of his town. They were all Unless hired. it's, like, his older brother. Now, right. admittedly, though, Bryce was from, like, the wealthiest of wealthy families. So it may be that he was well known because of who his dad was. And his dad hired those people. Those people were employees of his dad's. I mean, that's possible. I don't know. I I think Bryce probably has a little more clout in that town than Mm. the average high school athlete has in the average town. Sure. But I do agree that those kids taking pictures (laughs) with him was absurd. Extended photo session, though. Yeah. That Um, was ridiculous. I, I think that... Everybody in the town seeming to know who Bryce Walker was made sense. Yeah, I can see but, that. Did you feel like another thing that they were checking off was uh, it's not just jocks that can bully and pick on people with like Cyrus and Tyler messing with Marcus and stuff? No, because I felt like that was kind of a theme all the way through that everyone was bullying each other. Right, yeah. okay, fair. And I felt like that was also getting into the the kids who are bullied can in turn become the bullies in surprising and horrific ways. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, yeah, that rang true to me, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, I, I just, I'm looking at my notes and I found an all caps line. So, oh, okay. Um, oh, good. It is not normal for people to tell their parents when they have sex. Yes, is, no, that was... <laughs> it is that, not. When, it's, when, you mean, are you talking about when Hannah's mom was like upset that Hannah hadn't told her that she had lost her virginity? Yes, yes. It's like, who tells their mom that? No, I want to be very clear. If my children, if one or both of my children came to me and said, hey, dad, I want to talk to you about something, they are welcome to and I want to be an open and welcoming person. However, if they don't, that's not going to make me mad because I will certainly understand it. Right. (laughs) I don't expect my children to come to me and be like, hey, mom, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't bring girlfriends to my house. (laughs) Like... Um, also, uh, it's also not normal for people to tell their parents when they take drugs. So, like, that's yes. just, that's not me speaking from experience, but from uh, just, like, putting two and two together because your parents don't need to know everything about what you do, especially drugs. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I also think the yeah. weird thing about Hannah's mom being upset about it was that, like, she wasn't, it's not like, okay, I know there are some families that are, like, naked families where you, like, walk around right. naked and you tell your mom everything that happens. But, like, right? yeah, like, In- they, they didn't seem to have a super open relationship. Yeah. I did, like, at the end when she kind of, like, you know, they were, you know, obviously the, they were blaming the school and then she kind of, like, realized that it was partially her fault. Uh, that was, and that was a, a big check mark. Yeah. Yeah. That was season-wide, season one check mark. Um, I wanted to bring up something that... I laughed at, which was when they discovered where the clubhouse was, and it was <laughs> five feet away from the baseball field. We've looked yeah. everywhere. Like, you didn't look at that shed that's next to the baseball field where all the baseball players practice every day? I kept thinking they were going to, that it was going to be one of those, like, horror movie things where they, they've seen someone go in and seen them partying, and then... They go there and like it's just sports equipment, and they're like. But it was but like it that was at the right end. here. That is what happened at the end. But that's why, when, but they, they didn't they didn't take any credence to that. They were just like, yeah, but look how this is definitely the place because we right? Am I wrong? 
Well, no, because they were saying that it is the place, but they can't prove it because they, like, put all the sports equipment back in. Yeah, the coach went in and set it back up the way it was supposed to be. So do you think the coach knew about the clubhouse the whole time? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. That coach. Well, because he said, Bryce, I thought we said to keep it a secret. Yeah. He he definitely, there was definitely a line where they definitely checked off the box of coach is complicit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there were he, a couple lines because there was the line where he said, Bryce, we agree, you know, I, we were, you were supposed to keep this a secret. And there was another one where he said something about, yeah, I had to go in and clean it all up and make it look like you idiots weren't doing what oh, you were doing. I didn't hear that line. Yeah, that, I don't that think that I heard line, that, that line either. I mean, I might be completely misremembering, but I'm pretty sure I heard him say something about, I had to, you know, I had to go in and make it look like. Yeah. Huh. It was just equipment. Yeah. Let me ask you a question that we asked in the first episode that we recorded, but we talked about, you know, how there's a lot of, um, like, the backlash on the internet, which they addressed with the principal speaking for the show. Right. That uh-huh. um, this was something that would convince teenagers to commit suicide. And we, in our first episode, talked about how if there was a second season, that it might do a good job of reversing that and you know seeing the aftermath might be, have the opposite effect do you think that they that that's what happened with the second season do you think it's do you think people would still criticize it and say that it's glamorizing suicide or do you think they were they did a good job reversing that i think um people would still say that because people once they get said in their opinions just want to say that opinion um yeah. <laughs> and probably wouldn't watch season two because they were boycotting season one after watching one episode maybe right <laughs> Um, yeah. or seeing a like a like an article about it. Yeah. Um, I think that this this season I enjoyed this season. Maybe this is moving to what, sort of a wrap up level. Um, I enjoyed this season more than I enjoyed season one. Okay. Because I felt like it was a more complex. It, like you were saying, it was a cool after school special as opposed to just a a preachy after school special. It had complexities to it that I think. Yeah, I think it definitely. Like I think there were some parts where it was over to- over the top where it was like, oh, well, you know, we miss you so much, or why, you know, how could you do this? You did an evil thing, or whatever. That I thought it was like, okay, all right, yes, but let's just let's back off just a tad on on how hard we're hitting this, maybe a little bit. But there were other parts where it was like, I think in showing Sky and Tyler to twelve thirteenths of an extent, and <laughs> um. Or even like 12 and a half, 13 to an extent. Um, like showing other people who also... Because like wh- one thing I remember we said at the end of... of se- uh, in the season one episode was everyone had a shitty life. Like yeah. in yeah. this... And it could be argued in some ways that like, for instance, Justin had a lot less going for him yep. than Hannah did. And that doesn't... And that's not that's not like, you know... So she wasn't justified and he would have been any of that. I just think that in this season, they sort of, they painted with more colors of the The wind. wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you paint with. Um, So I think that this was a, this was a more complex and rich and more detailed season. And so I think that I didn't think that it, that season one glorified suicide very much. And this season, I don't think they did very much like, oh, we miss her so much. They did a sort of like things are the same or worse. Yeah, yeah. I I had just like I felt like every episode had just sort of an underlying anxiety mm-hmm. that just you just felt kind of trapped in this even, world. That even you were at like the, we're never getting out of this. Like this yeah. is just a terrible thing that happened, and like 
it's not like gonna get better for a long time and I think for me that was what kind of pushed it over to like okay I don't think this is glorifying suicide because I feel so anxious this whole time for everybody in this town yeah yeah when Clay was like let's move I was like that seems like a great idea I know I was like yes just move (laughs) yes you should do that though take your mom because like she just left for the night my man it's not like they're getting a divorce I know they were being very dramatic about his mom leaving for one night (laughs) let's let's move on again mom's doing everything let's move on let's move away from mom (laughs) (laughs) I have a question I'm so sorry I know we're trying to wrap this up what did we think of the 11 reasons why not? You mean the 10 reasons why not because Clay was two of them? Why would she write Clay as a list item and then also write Helmet as a list item? She thought they were two different people. <laughs> yeah, I don't She's understand like, that. She's like, Clay the whole time? <laughs> was, uh, I didn't get a good look at what the list said. Is it possible that she wrote down Clay because, like, you know, Clay, he's, you know. My friend Clay versus my love interest helmet or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah. Like, did he did he fill two roles? Yeah. And Cole wasn't even on there at all. So (laughs) I think it's I think it's it's um, simplistic to say that it was 13 versus 11. So I guess I'll do it. Right. That is. And oh, but there's so much more. You know that Clay, right? Like, I felt like that that. That simplified what was going on with Hannah way too much. Yeah, it was. It's not a Supreme Court vote. It's suicide. I mean, right? It's like I've made lists where the cons outweigh the pros, and I do the pro thing anyway because I really secretly want to do the pro thing anyway. Right. Or because you recognize that the pros may be fewer in number but larger in quality. Right. Yeah. Or because I'm making a list to distract myself from just doing the thing anyway. <laughs> right. So like I mean like and I think that's a, that's a dark reading of it like but I think a 15 reason why not list and she did it anyway is a different sort of message to send like it wasn't but right. ha- if she if they'd had like look she had this list of 15 reasons why not and she did it anyway is sort of a different but I think m- that that was the writers again checking off a box where you know su- suicide's never the answer right they you know they needed which, you know, you know, yes. Right. But, but they just really, like, I feel like they, they really wanted to hammer home that point by having, because there was no reason for, why would she have put that on the old, like, on the family computer? Yeah. She had a laptop. She Netflixed and chilled with Zach using her laptop. Totally she did. She totally did. Like, there's no reason why she would have put that on, like, one of the old computers at the pharmacy. Yeah. Is that where she said she found it? Or maybe it was it? the house. I don't know. She said it was on one of the old computers, and when it showed her finding it, it didn't look like it was at their house. I think we should wrap up. I think so, too. Season three is going to be about Chloe's pregnancy and Clay getting caught with an assault rifle. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's not about Clay getting caught you, with an assault rifle. Is that rifle. what they were trying to lead up to? Because I was confused at the end if that was like, uh-oh, now they're going to think that I did it, or uh-oh, now we're going to have to deal with the aftermath of... Tyler. And then Bryce is going to say, yeah, he pointed a gun at me too. Right. I'm hoping, well, I hadn't thought about that aspect. I'm hoping that it's the, now we have to deal with the aftermath of Tyler because all of his friends came out of that school and were just standing there looking at him holding this gun and nobody was like, dude, put that down. Yeah. 
All right. All right. We need to wrap up. All right. All right. So should we do social media? Yeah, social okay. media. We have a Facebook group, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. You should join. You can find us on Twitter at UFO Podcast, where you decide what the F stands for. Tonight, we're going to put Lucy on the spot, and she's going to decide what the F stands for. Uh, frankincense. Okay. <laughs> Individually, you can find us on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron and at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Unabashedly Obsessed, that you could uh, donate to if you wanted to donate some money to us. We're, we're working towards the goal of me getting a tattoo, so yeah. put, put me in your needles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we have a merch store, cafepress.com slash unabashedly obsessed if you want to put our cartoon faces on stuff. Lucy, uh, I have a feeling that I know what you want to plug, but uh, please go ahead and promote something of yours if you'd like. <laughs> um, yeah, well, last time I was on here, I listened and I was promoting my podcast, which doesn't exist anymore. That's very sad. But now I have a website that is called The Dot, and it is for women writers who write humorous nonfiction or personal essays, um, and Erin is a contributor. Um, uh-huh. I am. So if you want to visit us there, it's at, oh, you know, I probably don't actually know the URL, but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a medium publication, so I, I think can, it's... I can look it up real quick. Hold I think on. They can follow dot. you on Twitter. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at, you can follow me on Twitter at CL Hubes. And you can follow the dot on Twitter at the dot nonfic. Cool. The URL is medium.com slash the dash dot dash non dash fiction. <laughs> wow, that, that'll be easy for people to find. <laughs> I think if you just Google the dot medium, it'll probably come up. Yeah. Stories all about the Department of Transportation. Lucy, thank you so much yeah, for joining us. Yeah, uh, pave those roads. <laughs> most awkward segue (laughs) (laughs) thank you to Jamie Shaheen for our theme song did you guys know there was a ladder down here you can find his uh, band A Silent Few on YouTube and thank you also to Emily Cardamus for our excellent logo art you can find her on Twitter at Corrupted Gem this has been a a great episode of Unabashedly Obsessed I am James I'm Aaron smoking kills and so do pennies alright bye guys (laughs) 